Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Bull stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Great Donnell Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade Cliffy Baseball. Weakness. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet then. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Toggle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The raucous red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. All right, episode 78. Let's get to it. Lots to talk about. Oh my goodness. I'm officially on a vacation of sorts. Friday. So today... (laughs) I have to say the date because who knows, it could take weeks for me to post these things because that's just how lazy I am. What is today? Today is the 30th, March 30th. So I think we can officially say this is the last podcast of March. Smarch. Friday, March 26th was my last day at my previous place of employment. I am officially unemployed, at least until Monday, when my new job begins a new a contract role that i you know we'll see because people say things like uh well i'm so excited about the new i would love boy that would be something 
I've never been excited about a new job. You know, they they end up being most of them, 90% of them end up being really good and then I I get to that point where I'm I'm happy with the decision I made. Some of them don't end up that way, but at this point I don't I'm not excited about anything until I get in there and see what it's all about. Uh we'll, we'll hold off on excitement. When I started this uh this last job that I just left, they uh they kept saying, "Oh, we're so excited. We're so excited to have you come and start." And I'm like, "I uh, and I'm, I'm, I had to laugh. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not excited. I, it's a job. There's nothing exciting about work. If I mean, hey, some people have that. Some people are excited about work, and work's exciting. And I'm excited for them. I hope to, I hope to be that person someday where I'm excited for work, where I get up and I say, God damn it, I get to go to work today, and it's so fucking exciting. Uh, I guess I kind of had that a little bit last year. I, I was excited. Excitement, I don't know if that, that's a pretty strong word, but happy. Like, there were times on the weekend where I was actually like, oh, man, I got some stuff planned for Monday. I think, I think the higher-ups are going to like what I have in store for them. So that was, you know, there was some level of excitement to that. But uh, anyway, to say that I'm excited, no. I would be excited if this vacation just went on forever, if I just, you know, if there was some inheritance that came <laughs> from some unknown... Uh, some eccentric uh, distant uncle that I didn't know existed uh, who lives somewhere in uh, somewhere in South Africa and walks around with like a crazy uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future hairdo and has a has a cane and a sport coat, a tweed sport coat with patches. I don't know. I don't know what he does. A- anyways, that's not happening. If that were happening, that would be exciting. To be able to say, you know what, uh, I'm actually not going to be able to start this the new thing on Monday because I've just, uh, this windfall of cash has just, I literally have a Scrooge McDuck uh, money bin. And so I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. I'm retired. But that day, that day will come. I think I'll be about 97 when that happens. If my calculations are correct, <laughs> I'm on track to finish paying my student loans just in time to start paying for my kids' college. So, yeah, we'll. Uh, there's no, there's no retirement on on the horizon or uh, on any horizon ever, 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 ever. So, it's all good. So I have to get excited because what else? <laughs> I have to get excited about work because <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of it for a long, long time to come. Uh, so yeah, Friday. Friday was the last day at the uh, at the old job. It was very, very, very happy, very, very happy to be done, uh, and very happy to start the weekend because uh, most of the time the weekend is just the weekend. But in this case, the weekend uh, led into we're now at Tuesday, still pretty early in the week of the uh, of the John Cation twenty twenty one. My I've mentioned this. Yeah, I know. Woe, woe is me. Woe is me. It's my first, uh, the staycation. You're familiar with this concept, of course, the staycation. It's the first staycation since April of 2017. So just shy of four years since the last staycation. Uh, okay. Um, and I was thinking, okay, I had one in 2017. I had one in June of 2016. I had one in October of 2014. 
and then before prior to that a a week and when i say a staycation i mean not just like a day or two but a full week that's just vacation we don't go anywhere we just hang out and enjoy so yeah april 2017 june 2016 october 2014 i'm going to say december of 2009 so okay, so we're we're back to 2009. I had to get in order to find the fourth <laughs> staycation, which was Christmas. So like st- the Christmas staycation, I typically don't count because it's like you're there's tons of stuff going on, especially for those those few days around the Christmas holiday. But it was still, you know, once you got past the chaos of Christmas Day, the rest of the week, I just remember 2009. I had baby Cam, two months old. Oh, God, I remember Harry Potter 6 came out on Blu-ray. That was one of my Christmas gifts. And I remember just napping. We had a rocking chair and just the snow falling just in the middle of that week, napping on the rocking chair, watching Harry Potter, watching movies with a little baby napping next to me in my arms. I mean, that's that was a good vacation. So, okay. So, there you go. December of 2009. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this that can't be right is that it december of 2009 yeah that's it because after that we moved to florida so every vacation every second of time off that i had we were going to new york same for the most part when we lived in north carolina i spent a lot of time going up to new york and much of the vacation of the last five years six years has been going to north carolina to see the family and then one trip to to norway which was great uh, but yeah, that's it. This, the staycation thing. Yeah. So there you go. 2009, 2014, 2016, 2017, 2021. So in just over, so five, so five weeks at home in 11 years. That's great. That's doesn't make me sad at all to realize how much vacation I don't take. Uh, that's going to change soon enough. That's my, my whole purpose in life is to get to that point where I can just – to get to that point where some of my older colleagues can just end a, you know, a, a, an assignment, a project, a contract ends. And then I say, what, uh, where to next? Eh, who knows? I'll take a few months off. I'll take the summer off. I had a friend, I had a friend in North Carolina who was – I mean at the time – I would say uh, closer to my parents' age than my age. But anyway, he was somebody who could take a contract would end. And one year he said he just took he took the summer and worked at a golf course. He's a huge, he was a golf fiend. And he took the summer off from doing like bank contracts and project management and that kind of thing. He took a few months off, got a job taking care of the greens at the golf course he was a you know whatever the groundskeeper type thing tending to the greens and the fairways riding the mower around and as a result he got to play for free and have a fairly relaxing summer not really having to think too much just driving a tractor mowing the grass watering the lawns doing that kind of thing the upkeep of the course getting some sunshine although oh boy i don't that's not something i'd want to do I wouldn't want to do that in the Northeast, let alone in the South. 
taking care of golf courses in the middle of the summer. Although I guess probably much of that, I don't know. I would think a lot of that would not be done during the day. I don't, I don't know because people are golfing during the day, eh, whatever. But anyways, my point is that's, a, that's, that's something to, to aspire to where I can say, ah, you know what, my contract is ending in June <laughs> and you don't need to redo it. Uh, I'll be done. And then I'm going to take a couple months off. I'm going to enjoy the summer, and then uh, find something towards the end of the towards August, September. See what see what comes out. Yeah, that's the dream, man. The dream is really just to not have to work. I mean, the dream is just to, like I said, just just happen upon a huge chunk of cash <laughs> and just be done. Just be done. And, I, and when I say huge, I. It doesn't need to be a crazy, crazy amount. Enough enough to just live modestly for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's it. One house, please. Here's my cash. Here's my briefcase full of cash. Uh, new car, please. Here's a briefcase full of cash. One college education. And then another one. Here's a briefcase full of cash. And then you know have that stuff taken care of, and then the, and then the small things you know have enough for the for the incidentals, for the for the, for the TV, the internet bill, the phone bill, a couple other you know have some discretionary spending, it's a little vacation spending, nice restaurant, once in a while spending that kind of thing, and that's it. I just need a benefactor. Just need the benefactor. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I'm done. I'm done. Done with the old, uh, the old thing, and on to the new thing. So that's pretty cool. And uh, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's look whatever. It is what we'll see. We'll see. I I won't get into it just yet. We'll see how it goes. It it won't be. A, it it will also be short lived. I or I, I know for a number of reasons it will also be short lived. But that's okay. We're prepared for it. Unlike this last one where I thought, hey, this could be the one. Maybe I'll retire with this place. Get the good benefits, the salary, the this, the that, the vacation. Yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. And uh, so, so this one, uh, this one's a, this one's a contract, and it's you know it's going to come to an end anyways. But eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Eh, we'll see. But it should be it should be a decent enough experience. Uh, so what can I tell you? Oh, so here's how we celebrated it. Okay, let me tell you about this. So I finished up Friday, done, feeling pretty good. But actually, when I say feeling pretty good, I was still feeling kind of shitty. You know, just because you leave someplace, I would have the first semester of business school. I felt the same way. The last day of the fall semester was December 1st. I had taken a full load of courses. No, I had only I had taken one accounting, one MBA accounting class two years prior to that, and it was the easiest class ever. The guy, I, I'm sure he never got tenure. He was, you know, he worked for, I don't even know. He was, you know, he was like an investment banker, and he spent the whole, occasionally he would teach us about debits and credits and the, the T thing, bullshit, whatever that is. I, I don't know. I know nothing about accounting. Uh, 
even even when I worked in the accounting department, I knew I knew even less working in accounting than prior to somehow I somehow I learned less. I learned a negative amount. I forced I forced information out of my head when I worked in accounting. Uh, so in 2002, I took this class. It was a, just a fall semester. The guy spent it was a Monday night, like a three hour evening class. The dude spent most of that time just giving us stock tips. Um, which I'm glad I didn't listen to because I think it was, it was stuff like, uh, you know, invest in gateway computers or <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, but that's all it was. He was just, he was dishing out stock advice and occasionally we would get into debits and credits and assets and liabilities and, you know, all that stuff, reading the balance sheet and so forth. Pretty easy class. My next business class was a full course load. I in 2004 I signed up and I said, "You know what? I work about 30 hours a week. I think that that's not too bad. I can take a full load. I'll take uh yeah, I'll take statistics. <laughs> I'll take managerial finance. I'll take org behavior and I'll take something oh uh man uh, whatever it's marketing for managers or something like that. Uh those all seem like pretty lightweight courses. And they weren't at all <laughs> because they're not lightweight courses. I'm just an idiot who thought like surely surely with no business background whatsoever having taken but one very simple accounting class that was supposed to be more complicated and complex than it was, but it just I just lucked out and got this guy who really didn't give a shit. I have so I have taken barely one accounting class. So let's hop in here with managerial, uh, uh, managerial whatever the hell I just said, accounting, and uh, or was it, yeah it was like cost accounting cost accounting, that's what it was cost accounting with Dean. With Dr. Dean. And I used to joke that his first name was Dean. I would call him Dean Dean. Because I thought that made me laugh. Anyway, he was an asshole. Uh, he was a nice guy, but he was an asshole. And then, uh, yeah, the org behavior was my favorite of those classes. But, oh my God, the papers we had to write. We had I loved it because we wrote a paper on office space. I got a, a excellent grades. The professor, Sandy Dinger. She loved me. It was great, but it was so much work. Oh my god, it was so much work. And uh, anyways, who cares? Who cares about that? And then statistics with uh, uh, Janet, somebody I forgot her last name. She, oh god, I hated that class. We had to come up. We had to come up with a survey. We had to interview a hundred people, and then use SPSS statistics software and all this other stuff. And I just. Oh, I just hated it. I hated that whole semester. Oh my god! So on December, it just and then I'm working every day that I'm not in in class, and so December first was the end of the first sem- the end of the fall semester, and of course my final presentation. All you know, it's nothing but team. Pre- you know, it's presentations, individual presentations, team presentations. I had finally finished. I mean, even that cost accounting made me. Oh, the 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 amount that I did not know and the amount that I was in over my head and that cost accounting, I don't know how I somehow got a B plus. I don't even know how that happened. I just, I don't even know. I don't understand. It's all just a blur. I just blacked out. 
and just somehow, just somehow through the magic of magic, I, <laughs> I passed that class with Dean Dean. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, you know, got to, you know, somehow got through it. Uh, but it was still, still like a good week, two weeks later that I was having stress dreams and waking up like, oh my God, the statistics project is due and all this other stuff. And it was just making me crazy. So it's not like, you know, on Friday I logged off for the last time and it's not like suddenly, ah, log off, laptop is off, closed down shop, done. And now my stress is gone. No, that's, that's not how it goes. As you probably know, it doesn't work like that. It takes a little, it takes a little while. And sometimes it takes a little, uh, a little help from a third party. <laughs> uh, and as somebody, as somebody who pretty much stopped drinking about, uh, well, the last, the last alcoholic beverage I had was a glass. I had half a glass of wine at dinner right before Christmas. We went up to this this cabin we used to go to way up, way way up near the Canadian border. This great uh, the Tall Timbers Lodge, and we'd eat at the Rainbow Grill which is a fabulous restaurant uh, on on site there overlooking the lake and we we'd have a nice it's usually those the the weekend before christmas so friday saturday night we'd go up for a stay and just relax and uh that was the last time 2018 was the last time we went up there we didn't go we didn't go these last 2 years um yeah maybe we'll be back who knows it was also it's stressful to go the last weekend before christmas and uh, I got I got some Christmas stuff I'll get to in a sec, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the last a little glass of wine. I did Thanksgiving 2019. I did have a thimbleful of uh, pistachio schnapps or something, pistachio liqueur uh, at my my aunt uh, Janet and Uncle Rick's house. They had the big family get together. My parents were up. We had a nice traditional old fashioned family Thanksgiving. And I said, "Yeah, well, I love pistachios. I'll try. I'll try a thimble. I try. I try a little swig of pistachio after dinner, something or other. And it was disgusting. And it didn't even nothing about it tasted like pistachio. And I, yeah, it was gross. So okay, there was that, and that, and that's it. And uh, just you know, I haven't quit drinking or anything like that. I'm sure I'll have an alcoholic beverage at some point, but uh, it's just not for me. It's just." We had a couple trips to the ER when the kids were younger that took place on uh, like a Friday night uh, as as Kimmy and I were settling in with a bottle of wine to watch some TV after a long week. And uh, that that kind of scared us straight, not having anybody nearby to just like call my parents and say, hey, I, can't, I need you to drive me somewhere or I need you to watch. That. You know, it's like, oh, man. This is this is really dangerous here, and luckily we had you know maybe gotten through a, a glass or so of wine before uh, my youngest fell off the bed and uh, had a terrible concussion and had to spend the night in the ER and then blah 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 blah. So he said okay, and also just uh you know the hangovers they suck and the headaches they suck, and if you if you get I used to my my plan was I used to get really drunk on Thursday night. So that way I would have a lousy day at work on Friday, but then I would feel good in time for the weekend. And then usually I wouldn't drink on Friday or Saturday. And then I would drink Sunday. 
I would drink away the uh, the pressure of Sunday night <laughs> by putting the kids to bed, and then around eight p.m., nine p.m. on Sunday, cracking open a bottle of wine and staying up until way too late drinking wine, and then getting up for work the next day and being miserable on Monday. But I, I did that deliberately so that I was I was never too drunk to be hung, you know, because you boy you go out on Friday. Or you, or you even sit home, in my case, sit home and drink on a Friday. And then just, oh, Saturday sucks. Or you do Saturday and then Sunday sucks. And then it's like, ugh, I spent half the weekend being hungover. It's just it's a shitty way to exist, in my opinion. So I thought, man, you know it would be fun? I have no interest in getting a bottle of wine. I'm not going to the liquor store. But I'll tell you what, he's... Uh, <laughs> This uh, this dispensary is five minutes up the street here. Our little neighborhood dispensary, the Nature's Nature's Remedies, up the road in Tingsboro, uh, right on Daniel Webster Highway. Uh, boy, they have uh, it's curbside pickup only. You select what you want online. Uh, I'm never ever uh, for as long as I live, I will never smoke weed ever. But an edible sounds pretty interesting. That's that sounds interesting to me. And it's been almost exactly 20 years. May 24th, 2001. What day was that? It was my birthday. And not just any birthday, but it was my 21st birthday. And it also happened to be the last time, the last time that I got high. <laughs> Smoking some weed with uh, with my buddies and Kimmy. And that was that was it. Because at the time I said, I'm 21. I'm going to just buy drinks. I want drinks. At the time, that's all I cared about was drinks. I was never really into the weed thing. I'd never really enjoyed it. Uh, but I was, you know, I was thinking about it like, boy, it's kind of a nice, nice way to kick off the old vacation here. The old unemployment vacation of one week before I get back into get back into uh, com- coming on this podcast every week and complaining. Oh, my, my job. Oh, it's so stressful. Uh, <laughs> I can laugh about it now because it's over. At least until next week. But anyways, uh, yeah, so I thought, geez, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about some of these edibles. And I was, I was talking with uh, a friend of mine, somebody who I, in the short time that I was at this last job, I did become friends with a number of people. And I was talking to a, f- a friend at work, and she was saying that, yeah, there's some pretty, there's some pretty delicious edibles out there. And I said, yeah, I would imagine they, some of these things probably taste pretty good. There's some. I'm sure there's probably some fine, <laughs> some fine delicacies out there. And so, uh, I was going to wait. I thought maybe I'll wait until my, maybe I'll wait until my 41st birthday, and it'll be exactly 20 years to the day. It's the last time I uh, consumed any kind of uh, marijuana, any kind of marijuana related product. Uh, but I, you know, I was still feeling. Friday night and even Saturday morning, I got up quite early and didn't get, oh, I got like four hours of sleep or something on Friday night. I was still, you know, you you bottle up all that stress and anxiety and tr- depression, like full-on legit depression. You bottle that stuff up. And it's not just going to all like, you know, the second you log off, it's not just all going to go away. Ah, that's the end of stress. <laughs> not a fucking chance. But I thought, you know, this would be a nice, fun Saturday. Weather's great. <laughs> well, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up some nature's remedies. And so, so I did. It's so, it's so great. You put in your order. You look at their online menu. I said, ooh, blueberry pie or blueberry cake. Blueberry pie, brownie, uh, not brownie, uh, gummy. Just little cubes, little blue cubes. I said, that looks tasty. One of those, please. Uh, a, a container of those. I think it has 20, 20 in it, maybe 30. I don't know. And then, uh, oh, this nice milk chocolate. You take one, one little square. There's 18 squares. One square is all you need. Yeah, that'll be something fun too. For when the, when the cubes run out, we'll go to the chocolate. Uh, so I filled out my order online. You select the time that you want to pick up your products. And the earliest available was between 2 and 2.30. I took a little midday nap because I was so tired from my four, my four whole hours of sleep that I got the night before. Uh, I took a little quick cat nap, got up, felt somewhat refreshed, banged on over to the old Nature's Remedies, pulled in, responded to the text that they sent me that my order was ready. I said, I'm here. A nice young fellow came over to inspect my driver's license. Then another nice young fellow came over with a tablet to uh, complete the transaction. He gave him my payment method, gave him my license again. It's, it's so this ain't your uh, this ain't your grandmother's uh, <laughs> this ain't your grandma's drug deal <laughs> when you can go pull into a parking lot of an officially licensed business. And yes, their address is four twenty. Because why not? If there's if there's a dispensary out there that doesn't have the address of 420, I mean, what do you what do you what is what is it all about? What are you even in this business for? Uh, <laughs> I pulled in. I said, of course, of course, the address is 420. <laughs> so the nice young fellow came out with a little white bag, just like you'd get at the pharmacy, and uh, that was it. Off I went. Shortly thereafter, I picked up a. A package that had arrived for two years. We've been promising my oldest to get them a bike, a new bike for their birthday, and uh, finally we we made good on this pro- uh, on this promise and got them a bike. And of course, I didn't think about it. Oh yeah, right. This bike that we ordered online is just going to come in a box, and it's going to need to be put together. But the wife and I said. <laughs> Oh, how difficult can it be to put a bike together? And so we spent Saturday afternoon on the floor trying to put this bike together. And I say we did a pretty damn good job, having never assembled a single bike in my life. Hey, the pedals were on, the handlebar was on pretty nice, tires, everything was was aligned nicely. Uh, and then it was time to get the brakes, the front and rear brakes. And I'm I'm not uh, I'm I'm. I'm illiterate in these in these areas as far as like bikes and stuff. You know, you follow the instructions. Okay, you put the you slide the little thing into the little pumpy trigger thing on thing on the handlebar, and then that pulls the little uh, cable and that squeezes the little clamps together, and then you got brakes. And no matter what I did, tightening and loosening and readjusting and calibrating. The little squeezy pincher claw things to 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 do the brakes. It we got to the end of it, and I said, "We are this bike is as good as having no brakes. 
we might as well not install the brakes. That is what we have right now with this bike. And I was so frustrated because I hadn't eaten. I was still tired. I had a cat nap, but I was still tired. I hadn't eaten lunch. I was really miserable. And this was a miserable experience. And finally, I said, I'm going to take this bike to Goodale's Bike Shop, which is a nice mom and pop. It's a huge facility here in Nashua. Most of it is a, is a, you know, is a showroom floor. You buy bikes and helmets and all that bullshit. And, uh, and then they have a nice, I mean, it's like going into a Firestone. <laughs> on the right side is just the bike shop. They have the little lifts that they put the bikes on and all that fun shit. Uh, wait a minute. What is this? What? Whoa, whoa, what? Oh, I knew it. This is breaking news. Oh, my God. I knew. I knew it. I knew it. It just couldn't. <sighs> when d- I'm, I'm just getting this breaking news. I knew it. I fucking... I knew something had to something had to happen here, didn't it? Recruiter says, so when digging on the laptop, my manager told me all consultants have to start tomorrow, March 31st. I'm still working on getting more information about that, especially considering you don't have a laptop. I'll let you know when I hear any additional information. Motherfucker, I'm starting on Monday. Monday, April 5th is my start date. You are not canceling my goddamn vacation. This is not happening, motherfucker. See? If you ever wanted a live, real-time example of what it is like to be me, this is it. This is exactly it. Yep, April 5th. That's my start date. Perfect. Sounds good. I'm going to enjoy a nice week off. The kids and I, we're going to take Thursday off. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to have a great little time. And then I will start Monday. And now I'm getting a text saying I have to start tomorrow. Here's my text to you, friend. No. See you Monday. Fuck you. Goddamn motherfucker. You fucking fuck. You are not robbing me of this time. You are not. Ah, you... Fuck. That's crazy. That is just into the newsroom here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Calm down. Calm down. Luckily, I have... uh, as I'm telling you in my story, I have, I have some edibles on hand. I may, I may go dig into those right now to relax myself. All consultants have to start on the 31st. So you decided to tell me on the 30th. Yeah. Well, that can't happen. I'm out of town. Guess what? I'm out of town. What do you know? I'm out of town. I can't start tomorrow. Here's the problem, though. Because I am the way that I am. If I know that all the consultants are starting tomorrow and I'm the only asshole who's not, it's going to ruin the rest of the week anyways. God fucking damn it. Are you serious? I'm in the middle of a podcast and I get this info. Oh, you prick. All right. Easy. Easy, buddy. Just calm down. Calm down. Maybe you start tomorrow and you give a half-assed job. Ah, oh, this is crazy. No, man. I'm not starting tomorrow. Why did... This, this never fails. This is the kind of thing that literally happens to me every time. Every time I've planned for something. Oh, God damn it. This is exactly how... This is... This is, goes this way every 
single time. And I knew yesterday was so happy. I hadn't even talked about yesterday. Yesterday was such a good day. Today so far has been equally good, except now. Oh, man. This is uh, this is making... George is getting upset. Anyway, whatever. We'll worry about that later. Goddamn motherfucker. Uh, if, uh, I just laugh because otherwise I would just curl into a ball and cry. Anyway, uh, never fails. It never fails. <laughs> this is this fucking year. Oh man. So like I was saying, this is why I'm not excited to start the new thing because we're already off to a fucking terrible start. And I've worked for these guys before and it started off the same. Last time it was the opposite. Last time these the people that I'm going to work for on this contract, I said, hey, uh, what's the delay? What's the holdup? I, ne- I would really like to start on this day. Well, it's going to be a week after that. Mm, okay, like if it has to be, it has to be. And then got a call saying, actually, it's going to be a week after the week that we said. So, you, so you're, you know, it was, and that was not a staycation because that was like, I, my contract's coming to an end. This was October of 2019. My contract's coming to an end October 23rd. I really need to be somewhere by like the 30th, the 31st at the latest, November 1st. And that was the original promise. And then it ended up being, it was basically like November 15th. It was, it was three weeks by the time I started. So there was no vacation there. There was a lot of like, uh, you know, any, any, any bowl of cereal that you finish, just pour the milk back into the <laughs> Back into the carton. That was that's what those that those two weeks were like. Uh, so now it's going in the opposite, where we had it like, okay, everything's good. We start on Monday, or, or we start tomorrow, and today is the end of the vacation. Motherfuck. Motherfuck. Anyways, let's talk about let's talk about pot. So I went to this dispensary. It was a great process. Got my blueberry and my chocolate. <laughs> Did the bike thing. Took it over to the nice bike shop. The guy at the bike shop said, <laughs> "So I so I'm waiting in line. Finally, I get up. The guy at the bike shop. He's like, "What can I do for you?" And I've got like half a half a brake cable just sticking out because <laughs> we we gave up. We connected the front brake and then said, this is a disaster. We have to take this and have a professional do it. And uh, so the so the guy looked at it and I said, yeah, I'm hoping you can help me finish this project here. I explained to him. Uh, and then he looked at it and he's like, yeah. He's like, well, typically, he's like, what we do, we do a whole start to finish uh, uh, installation or whatever you call it of the bike. And he, I said, so you're going to like take the whole thing apart? And he's like, yeah. Cause he, and then he starts like, he's like, yeah, you see this? The chain's too tight. This is too loose. This, like only, I beg to differ. I didn't think any, I mean, yeah, okay. But also I had, I had visions as we were assembling this bike of my oldest child riding a bike. And then suddenly the handlebar pops off and then the, and then the tires fall out as they're flying down a hill somewhere. So he said, for $75, we're just going to redo the whole thing. I said, that's a bargain. $75, you got it. He said, it's going to be about two weeks, but you're lucky because if you came in the summer, uh, it would probably be four weeks because that's how much of a backlog we have of people getting their bikes put together. 
great. I don't care. Two weeks is fine. This poor kid of mine's been waiting two years for a new bike. So what's another two weeks? They'll ride their old bike. Great. So at this point, I felt a little bit better. Like, okay, dropped off the bike. Oh, and it ended up, it's going to be $62, not $75, $62. So, <laughs> uh, so I went home and I'm just like, I'm, but I'm a little, I'm a little high strung. I'm a little tightly wound. As you can tell, as you can hear the change in my tone right now after receiving this text about the potential of starting this new job tomorrow and not Monday, and it's making it difficult to concentrate on my fun stories. <sighs> anyway, that's what I felt like on Saturday. I came home and I said, fuck it. And around 5.30 or so, we, uh, we ordered some burgers. There's, evidently, there's a Guy Fieri restaurant in town that just opened up. Not a huge fan of his. But, you know, there were some things that the kids liked, some stuff on the menu. They had all kinds of neat stuff. And it was actually pretty damn good. Pretty damn good cheeseburger, I must. I hate to admit it. But that backwards glasses wearing doucher with his blonde spikes and his roots uh, and his drive-ins and his dives and his diners. Yeah, they make a pretty good cheeseburger over there at Guy Fieri's, whatever the fuck it's called. So we ordered some food. I popped one of those blueberry things. It said, take one, 30 minutes to two hours is how long it's going to take for anything to sort of kick in. Okay. Food came, ate the food. It's now, it's now two hours later. It's, it's I don't know, 7 o'clock, 7.30, somewhere in there. And so I say to myself, <laughs> uh, I, I say to myself, this isn't, uh, it's just not, an, it's not happening. So, so I tried some of the chocolate and I tried to break off one little square and it broke off like, a, I don't know, two squares. So I took two squares, chocolate, Kimmy had a square and still nothing, nothing, nothing. It's getting pretty late. And I'm like, well, this is a bust. This sucks. So I'm like, all right. I'm going to try one of those blueberry things again. So I pop one of those blueberry things. And then uh, and Kimmy had a little piece of chocolate, uh, two squares of chocolate. And then I had a square of chocolate. Basically, what I'm telling you is I had, f instead of the one dose that they tell you, I had the equivalent of five doses, which for a lot of people out there, you're saying, eh, that's nothing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything about this shit. Uh, <laughs> so I have five doses. And for me, it's been 20 years. And then all of a sudden we were sitting there and I'm an open book. I'm, I was telling the kids, I, I said, listen, I don't want to, I'm never going to lie to you. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we had a little Santa Claus revelation yesterday that's uh, still is breaking my heart as this week that started so strong is continuing to turn, <laughs> to turn sour. Uh, I told the kids, I'm like, listen, I want to, I want you guys to know the deal here in case mommy and daddy are silly. Uh, hopefully you'll be in bed by that time. But if not, here's why I said, okay. So we hung out on the couch. We watched some TV. I really, you know, nothing's really happening. And then all of a sudden I, I was, I started reading to Kim and I said, yeah, it says, it says you should only take one dose. Well, I took I already took a dose and then I took another dose and then another, I said, I've taken, I've taken several doses. Uh, 
And we both started laughing because uh, the way that I was, it sounded like I was saying, it, it just it, like I was saying, take a deuce. So I said, I've already taken, I've taken a dose. I, I'm not going to take another dose. I've already taken too many doses. And then Kimmy and I just started laughing uncontrollably. And then we looked at each other and said, uh-oh. <laughs> and so we quickly got the kids to bed. While I was saying goodnight to the kids, uh, not my proudest moment as both of them looked at me and said, you look really high right now. <laughs> and I said, no, no, please, please, please don't. Please pretend this isn't happening. I don't know. Good night. Goodbye. We'll see you in the morning. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Then we hung out on the couch and, uh, and laughed uncontrollably for the next several hours. And I've got a few audio clips. I don't know how many I'm going to play. Maybe I'll play all of them. I haven't determined that yet, but I'm going to shut this off because I need to talk to my goddamn recruiter because that's all I can think about is that these fuckers want me to start tomorrow instead of Monday. And that's really going to like ruin some shit. So I need to yell at somebody, and this poor recruiter is going to be the guy that I am uh, yelling at for not giving me the full scoop. Yeah. Anyways, while I do that, why don't you enjoy these sounds of the wife and I after consuming five times the dosage of, of edibles. And by the way, they tasted disgusting. They both tasted like pot with like some blueberry coating around it and some chocolate. I was expecting it to just taste like, and I've talked to people and they said, yeah, no, we, we, you know, some people who get these nice like brownies and baked goods and they taste, they just taste like regular, uh, regular baked goods. That's what I was hoping for. And these are, you know, it's a local business. They make them, they make this shit on premises. Uh, you know, they have two, there's two locations. They, it's all local stuff. So great support it. But uh, yeah, it was really, God, you open up the little canister and it just, it just smells like weed. And I fucking, I hate the smell of weed. I hate the taste, I hate, I, I, like I said, I will never ever smoke weed as long as I live. So that's why I had high hopes for these gummies, but they, they really tasted disgusting. But we had a good fun time and uh, you can listen to that right now. What were you? What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> you, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> oh man! Cotton mouth. Is that what we were talking about? I don't know. You said you said cotton mouth. Ten minutes ago. Are you serious? Ten minutes? That's bullshit. All right. You said cotton mouth and some other stuff. Cotton, yeah. But the the conversation had moved on from that. I think. Yeah, but I forgot what it was. 
that's why I jumped back to Cottonmouth. That was my. Mm. There's a, been a splice in my memory. <laughs> I don't remember anything after that. But I, you were about to reveal it. I thought. we said it or if i've just it's been in my mind as seinfeld but i don't know if he said so i didn't i've got one of, one of the new programs we'll watch moving pictures reinfeld that's on paramount plus <laughs> no it's <laughs> reinfeld is on the roku channel uh, Pinefeld is on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's bad. That's bad, Jerry. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do a podcast like this. That'll work out. Is what I said earlier. I said that to my, that was my plan. I'll do a podcast and that'll be fun. Well, it would have been five hours of nothing. Because that's how. Oh, oh. That's how long it took to get to this point. <laughs> what? It takes to get to this point. What am I even... What is this about? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's... Uh, I, I had it. But... But no... Not now. Oh. Whew. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have. I can't. Like I'm. I feel like words are leaving and they're not co- ever going to come back. Mm. I'm trying to articulate things, and every sentence I've ever known has. Flown the coop. <laughs> From whence they shan't return. So, yeah, I'm down to about eight, uh, 18, nine, uh, uh, <laughs> 18, 19 more words left. Because the remaining of, yeah, <laughs> up and gone away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. Uh, here's one spoiler alert for you. I'm not going to enjoy listening to this tomorrow as much as I think I'm going to enjoy it as I say it tonight. Uh, I, okay. No, not at all. No, it was great. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> memories. Mm-hmm. Family memories. Oh, all right. All right, so that was that was recording number one from Saturday night. We were sitting around watching TV or trying to figure out what to watch on TV, 
uh, that's right around the time when all five of my edibles kicked in simultaneously. Uh, Still not too bad, though. I still, you know, I was still pretty, pretty lucid. As I've mentioned, I've had times in the past. uh, I mentioned one not too long ago where I sat uh, glued to a chair and couldn't even turn my, I couldn't even move my eyeballs, let alone turn my head. It was really, really bad. Really bad. Uh, this was not this was not that, which was good. I was <laughs> I was all at all times completely aware of my surroundings. The crazy thing is the next day I woke up and was you know, was good. All done, all gone, out of my system. Uh and uh, and Kimmy <laughs> Kimmy's wore off, uh, oh, I think around, it was about 24 hours after uh, that she stopped feeling the effects. She said she was tingly all day, <laughs> all day long. Uh, not me. According to Fitbit, I had uh, one of the better nights of sleep that I've had in a very long time. So, yay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We were, t- we were talking about having yeah, cotton mouth, which was definitely the case. And then trying to figure out what to uh, what to watch, <laughs> what to watch on TV. Uh, I can play you this next clip here. Uh, it was not long after this. We uh, I was just flipping around, just looking for something to watch. We put it on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was on for the millionth time. Not one of my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. I still love it. I love all of the movies and the books, but I. Uh, that is probably my least favorite of the movies, of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, yeah. By the way, isn't it weird that we call them movies? Like, it's just because we just put E at the end of move. Like, people are moving, you know, like, you don't say talkies anymore. Hey, why, what are you watching there? It looks like a mo- motion picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie. Things are moving. They have movies. Anyway, so there was a scene in that movie where Harry and and Cedric are both reaching for the twi, tri, the twi wizard cup, the tri wizard cup at the same time. And uh, I don't. I guess Harry says together, and Cedric goes one, two, three, and they grab it, and that's when they're transported to. Well, I won't spoil it here for you, but things happen after that. They take a turn. Uh, anyway, for some reason, when when Cedric or when they said together, and they go one, two, three, and then for whatever reason, I just repeated. I said together, uh, and that just that just set off set in motion a whole series of just silly silliness, and uh, and then I started channeling my. Uh, Hold that thought. I was going to say I started channeling my inner Charles Darwin from a uh, project that I helped my best buddy Double J create uh, back in 10th grade, back in 1996, a couple of young 15-year-old pups. He had to do a biography project on Mr. Charles Darwin, and uh, I got to play Charles Darwin. He did a, We made a whole video. He was uh, the interview host. I was Darwin. I had a long gray beard and a hat, and a pocket watch, and I was wearing this suit that, like, Double J's dead great-great-grandfather owned or some bullshit. I don't even know who the hell it was. It was some old 
tiny brown suit and uh and it fit me somewhat <laughs> so i wore i wore this suit and i talked like this the whole time like charles robert darwin here I worked very hard. I went to the Galapagos Islands and I worked very hard. The finches and the turtles and the bear. Talk like that. So I started uh, I started channeling that while we were watching Harry Potter. High as kites on those gummy gummies. And uh, and then I just, you know, you know, it's just the silliness. It's like a couple of college kids, just, just Beavis and Butthead, just sitting on the couch giggling like idiots. A couple of 40-something Beavis and Buttheads. Which I think I think Beavis and Butthead would be in their forties now, anyways. So, all right. Well, so t- take a listen and then tell me what you think, and I'll come back and I whatever. We'll talk. We'll talk some more. Here's clip number two from Saturday Night. <laughs> Together. <laughs> oh man. What? What? Three, four. You said one, two, together. <laughs> <laughs> I said that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you said together. <laughs> I don't think so. When Harry and the guy jump through the th- whatever? Well, they get one, two, together? <laughs> you said together. <laughs> I swear I didn't. I, uh, I hope you misrecorded it. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's they. Do they say one two? Yeah, they count down. Or count up. <laughs> one two. <laughs> three. Two one. And then you're like one two <laughs> together. <laughs> I said that. Okay, we'll go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't recall. <laughs> together. Oh, wait, they said one, two, three. Yeah. Did they say together? Or did you? They, they said together. <laughs> one, two, three. They said it a second time? <laughs> no, I said it the second time. One, two, together. Through three together, three two together. <laughs> Wait. Together. Together. One two three. <laughs> together. Harry, you're gonna take it. Sorry, dear boy. You go and take it, Harry Potter. No, you, sir. <laughs> I have another. I worked very hard with the monkeys. I worked very hard on the monkeys. I'm Charles Robert Darwin. <laughs> it doesn't seem that loud. My ears are facing in a different direction. My rods and cones. Wait, no, that's that's eyes. One, two, three, together. Three, two, one, together. One, two. One, two. Oh, my God, ew. You're going to throw up?
One, two, together. Three, two, together. Three, two. <laughs> uh, come on, I can't fast forward anymore. It's li- live, I see. Oh, it's uh, Saturday night. Do you want me to go to NBC? WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. CW. WNBC. Oh! NBC. WNBC. WNBC. Oh. Oh, this looks terrible already. Jesus. It's really saying something. You're the only sketch comedy show on Saturday Night Live, on Saturday nights, <laughs> that's called Saturday Night Live. Uh, a bunch of drunk high kids and you can't even make them laugh. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean what's the deal? Boy, oh boy. Ah, good fun, good fun. There's a third clip. It's kind of long, though, and some of it, there's just some some dead air, so I may may throw that in as a bonus. I got to listen to it again, because I don't know if it's it's all that funny, and I just, I want to cut it down. It's like 11 or 12 minutes. Most of it was just commenting on on what we were seeing on TV at that time. Eh, I don't know if it's that great. So we'll, we'll see. If I do, I'll tack it on at the end. If not, eh, you both, whatever. Uh, so yeah, so a little change plans here. I think, uh, what's going to happen is I may, I may end up, uh, there's a, there's another role now on the table, totally different place. Uh, that may, that may be what happens. And, uh, well, yeah, cause these, uh, these people that I'm supposed to start with on Monday, as I said, were expecting me to start much, much earlier, much, much earlier and uh yeah i'm not really sure wh- how that communication got lost but i'm not happy about it and uh evidently my laptop has been shipped overnighted uh i don't know well, so we'll see but either way stay tuned cuz it's about it's about to get just ridiculous this this day has turned into it was, boy, yesterday was just perfect from start to finish. Well, almost perfect, and I'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, today, I thought was going to go in the same direction. I'd get up, do a little podcast in the morning, then just move on to video games and just relax and hang out and enjoy the day. And the powers that be seem to want to cut that short and get me get me up and running uh, my new work gig as soon as tomorrow instead of instead of not tomorrow. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, so I am, I'm going to tell them ever so gently to kick rocks and, uh, we're, we're not going to, I'm not playing these games because I tried this with the same company a year and a half ago and they totally fucking lied to me. Somebody lied. There was communication, this and that, and the same shit's happening again. So I, I don't know. Did you get the laptop delivered? Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right. Anyways, I'll be back with more. I got to talk about yesterday's. Uh, yeah, I got more to tell you. I'll talk to you in a bit.
Okay, it's later. As in close to 24 hours later. What 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 tech what great technology with the magic of radio, the magic of podcasting. It sounds like it's all one show. Uh let's recap cuz I have all these audio clips and I don't even know what I said yesterday. It was just a just a blur, a wild day ensued yesterday. You're listening to one you're listening to one <laughs> continuous podcast. That uh, is probably going to, when all is said and done, when I edit this all together, put it in the thing, blah, 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 it's probably going to sound, it's just going to sound like one long podcast. But let's recap. I started doing a podcast. The day started great, just like the first day of this vacation, where all I did was play video games. I said, hey, it's a nice, beautiful, sunny day. I'm going to do a little podcast for an hour or so. I'm going to jump into the video games, have a nice lunch, get the kids in here play a little Mario Party like I did on Monday. I don't even know if I talked about that. I did. Monday was a great day. I think I did talk about that. I I don't know. We'll get to it in a sec. Uh, Tuesday was not so much a great day because Tuesday started about the first 40 minutes. I was podcasting along here, talking about whatever. I don't even know. Uh, And then I get a text telling me that the job that I'm supposed to start on Monday actually starts tomorrow. I, again, I am at a place in my life where I was so unhappy that I left. I said, I'm done. I know something's going to work out. And it did. So do you think, and they don't, obviously they don't know me. They don't know what I do and what I don't do, how I operate. But I don't, I don't really put up with a lot of shit for long. You know, I've, I've worked my whole life, you know, putting up with some shit here and there and that kind of thing. I've, I've worked hard. And there's going to be more shit to, to eat in the years to come. I have a, I have a very, very long way to go uh, <laughs> because, I, you know, my kids are yeah, – I've made this promise to them that they're never going to have to pay a dime to go to college. Nothing. Zero. It's going to cost them zero dollars and zero cents to go to college. That is my promise. That's the Johnny boy. That's the daddy-o guarantee. Uh, so I'll be working for a long time, a very long time. Uh, but I'm not going to be putting up with a lot of bullshit during that time. It, it, it is, in fact, possible to find a role that you like that also pays really well. You know, for a while there, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to be paid more and it's going to be it's going to be more pressure and it's going to be longer hours, maybe. And it's going to be this. And it's gonna... No, no, because uh, I go back to 10 years ago. <laughs> Uh, making, we used to joke back there at the old beach coast bank that I think our, I think our hourly, I think when you break down the amount of hours we spend in this office versus the amount that we're being paid in our salary, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're making about $3 an hour here. (laughs) It's an exaggeration to some degree, but uh, you know, it was a lot of long days and nights and things and then the next thing that I had was the same, and it paid quite a bit more. But these last two years, I've had a reasonable quality of life, a pretty good work-life balance. And then when that starts to erode, <clears throat> I'm done. Either we'll try to fix it, but if it can't be fixed, if things just kind of, uh, you know, I always present things internally, and I'll say, listen, I am having a problem with the fact that this, you know, for instance, this, this place that I just left, back-to-back-to-back meetings, double-booked, triple-booked, like, holy crap, I've never in all my life in global 
the things that I'm the, the industry that I'm in, which is a global industry that I've been in for some time, having meetings across different time zones, countries, continents, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> I've never had so many meetings as I've had in the last three months. What is with all these? Why does everything have to be a meeting? A meeting about the meeting about the meeting. Uh, so I just kind of stated, look, and there's emails at like 10 o'clock at night that I'm responding to. This seems like a, it seems like a heck of a lot for what you're paying me. I have even, even in my busiest of times, I don't recall being this inundated with calendar, calendar invites and schedules filling up quickly and not having the time to do, you know, pushed and pulled in all directions. That's not something I'm unfamiliar with. I'm just unfamiliar with being paid the salary that I was being paid to do it. So there was, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's the job, fuckhead. <laughs> well, okay, then I don't want it anymore. And so I left. So when somebody calls me or texts as they did yesterday, oh, 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 phone call coming in. Hang on. Uh, so when somebody calls, or in this case, texts me yesterday, I was getting a text message. I read it to you as it was happening. You heard live my reaction to the text message that said, uh, where was this guy? Yeah. My manager told me, when, when digging for the laptop information, my manager told me all consultants have to start tomorrow. I'm still working on getting more information, especially... Uh, considering you don't have a laptop. And oh, by the way, considering for the last uh, how many weeks we've been, or last whatever week, we've been going forward as though this is starting Monday. And now you're telling me it's not. So no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, this is what just happened. I had accepted, I accepted a new offer to start Monday. They told me, oops, my bad, we need you to start way sooner than that, which is pretty soon, because Monday's pretty soon. Monday's in a few days. So to say, oh, whoops, we need you to... I was so excited to have this week off that I canceled a job offer to ensure that I had my full week off. That's how goddamn much I want and, most importantly, need this week off. I called and said, actually, I wrote an email because I had, uh, my frustration was considerable. And I wondered where, where did the communication breakdown happen? Where did we, where did I miss something? And I didn't. And so what I wrote was, if I can find it and I am stalling and I can't find the thing that I wrote as I'm flipping back and forth into all these different notes just trying to get to where I need to find the thing that I sent to the guy and I can't find it. So I guess maybe I'm not going to read that to you. Oh, come on. I guess I could just find the email instead of the, the thing that I wrote out on a piece of paper. All right. Well, nevertheless, I sent, oh, here it is. I said, I just ran a note back. I said, I don't know where things stand with this role, but regardless the start date and timing resolution, I really don't feel comfortable taking this role after such a significant miscommunication. I feel this is indicative of the environment I would be coming into and that if such an oversight fell through the cracks before I even began working here, 
then I'm extremely concerned that there could be other unexpected issues that would reveal themselves down the road. Having said that, I will not be coming aboard, blah, blah, blah. If you wish to speak in person, I'm happy to have a call. Otherwise, if a return label can be provided, I will gladly ship the computer back as soon as possible. So then what happened? This guy's manager called me. Put on the nice guy. Hey, buddy. Hey, pal, friend, old buddy, old pal. What's wrong? I thought we were all set. I, I totally understand. I completely get it. But what can we... And I'm like, dude, I'm starting Monday. That's the problem. I'm starting Monday, and now you're telling me I'm starting two or three days before that. Oh, yeah, well, hey, you know, I understand that, but maybe if you could just do, uh, you know, a couple hours <laughs> tomorrow and a couple hours the next day and just do a couple hours here and there at your, whenever it's flexible for you, just do a couple hours, and then you start on Monday. And my response was, no, that's not really the issue. If you had told me up front that there was a certain date by which I had to start, I would have said, okay, good to know. I'm not going to get my full week off. I'll just, uh, I'll enjoy a couple of days and then we'll start. Fine. Not ideal, but fine. Because usually I don't take any days off. I finish one thing on a Friday and I start the new thing on a Monday. Or sometimes I've, I've finished on a Wednesday and started on a Thursday. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous things that I do to myself, making life as difficult as possible. That's what I do for myself. <sighs> anyway, so I said, it's not really the point. Could I give you a couple hours tomorrow? Sure. Could I give you a couple hours the next day? Sure. And then start in full on Monday? Sure. But the problem is this was never even remotely communicated to me until just now, until right now. What happened? Where did we fall through the cracks? Where did this get lost in, in, the, in the, the telephone game here? Uh, and he, and here's the thing. I, I get answers. I need answers. So I get answers. His answer was, oh, that's the, well, the clients, it's been, he's, it's been a shit show for the last three weeks. Oh, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. That's good to know. Nobody mentioned the shit show. I'm glad I'm getting this now. Okay, tell me more about the shit show. That's been a shit show for the last three weeks, and they're doing this and this, and they have to have this in in order of the time to get the because it has to be billable in the first quarter by the end of the first quarter, otherwise they lose the money and blah blah blah. I, I get that. I get that. I get it. The first quarter of the budget, they gotta have. I get it. What I don't get is why you didn't tell me <laughs> that that was part of the deal, so that I could have prepared and planned accordingly. Oopsie. So according to the according to the manager of this particular branch uh, through which I was to be contracted out of to the client, to a rather large client, uh, according to him, it's the client's fault. They dropped the ball. They did this. They did that. They didn't do this. They did it. Okay. Having said that, I really want to, you know, my managers are going to want to ask, did I do everything I could to get you to stay? So could you think about it and then give me a call back? And I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. But if you need me to vouch for you that you called me back and forth 12 different times and you really tried to, you know, hammer me into this thing, I'll do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't want you to lose your job or anything like that. Miscommunication. I'll be your pal and I'll help you and I'll whatever. And he's like, oh, man, you're, you're my best friend right now. I'm like, yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet you don't want to kill me. Just like I don't want to kill you. 
Uh, I said, listen, just tell him whatever you need. I, and then, and then as far as the recruiter, he's great. I'll, you know, I'll vouch for him too. I sent a nice email just stating the professionalism of so-and-so, the recruiter, whatever. Okay, we're done. I'm done. That was the last thing I said, look, and listen, it's just, it's over. It's not going to happen. I'm really sorry. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for the professionalism, quote unquote, professionalism, uh, other than, you know, completely miscommunicating a major part of this whole thing uh, to me. That was enough for me to not accept the job after having accepted it a few days prior. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks for all that. Um, 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 Great. Bye. A few minutes later, I get another call from the from the even bigger manager, from the, uh, what I don't, I don't even know, the division director, the regional, but who knows? And she calls and she's like, ah, oh, hey, I see you're in, uh, oh, I see you live, hey, my mother-in-law lives. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll bet your mother-in-law, your mother and your father-in-law has the same first name as me, right? Is that, is that what we're doing here? We're playing this like used car salesman thing. Like, yeah, oh, neat. That's great. Yeah, I'm familiar with your neck of the woods. That's, that's nice. What's, what are you calling for? Well, listen, I want to give it the old college try and I want to make sure that I've done everything I can do to make sure that you're happy with this role. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know I'm I'm unhappy with this role, but now I'm happy because I've just officially backed out of the role because somebody fucked up with the start date. So, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm good. What what are you what are you asking? You're you're trying to get me to reconsider? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I do not reconsider. Well, What's, uh, what's the what's the driver for this? The driver, you know, were you people deaf? You told me for the last however many days that the start date was good for this day, and now you said, "Oops, no, we need you. Have to, must. The only way this works is if you start several days earlier." You don't see that as a problem, and you let me know the day before that start was supposed to happen. It's not that I couldn't. It's the way that this was handled. And when somebody handles things so poorly, before a role has even started, how can I trust you to handle any kind of communication going forward? Can I start? Sure. Can I give you a couple hours? Yeah. But I'm not going to because that's not actually the point. The point is you need to be professional. You need to communicate. Honesty, is there any, are there any caveats? Are there any extra things that don't normally apply to a traditional, I mean, that's, this is the first, I, you know, usually it's like, okay. Do you accept the job? Yes. When can you start? Two weeks. Great. See you on Monday the 25th. I don't know. And uh, and my last day is going to be Friday the whatever. Uh, the 11th or something. Or the, the whatever. I, I don't know. I, the, 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 whatever. My last day is the 22nd and I'll start on the 25th. Right? That's the number. That's the math I'm trying to get to. Anyway, hypothetical. That's the traditional thing, right? You leave a job, you have two weeks notice, and then... Hey, maybe even take a week off or something. I don't know. Do whatever. You start on a certain date. Maybe. Anyway, this is the first ever that this has happened where it's like, okay, you get two weeks notice and you start on this date. Great. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, I know you're supposed to start (laughs) on this uh, day. That's quite, you know, quite a few days from now, but we need you to start tomorrow. Sorry. Whoops. You see where there's a problem. And now I'm supposed to rely on you guys. If I have an issue with this job, if I have an issue with the manager, if there's something you know, if this is a, if the role ends up not being what was promised, I'm supposed to rely on you guys to like help me out. Fuck no. You fucked up. Somebody fucked up. 
And that's when it was revealed by this division director that she fucked up. Or their the consulting firm fucked up because then she said, ah, oh, you know what? That's, uh, that's 100% on me. I'm like, 100%? You know 100% is the entire pie, right? You're taking full blame for this? Yep, it's it was communicated when we when we started uh, placing people in these roles and you know signing the the the, 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 the. Uh, it was communicated that people uh, had to be in the seat no later than X Y Z day. Okay, the thirty first by the end of the quarter. So for some people who started this process, maybe in February, that was no big deal. I'm sure they could give their two weeks notice and then start. Uh, in the beginning of March. Some people, could, you know, whatever. If this whole thing had, had taken place a week earlier, it would probably be no problem. And I would have started on, uh, you know, Monday the 29th. And I would have left a week. It's, it's a, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, that's not what happened. And nobody told me. So this division director said, yeah, I've, I communicated to my entire team, was very adamant about communicating to them that everybody needs to start by no later than this day. Like, well, then, I mean, I guess it's your fault, but it's also your team's fault because nobody mentioned that to me at any point. In every piece of paperwork, it says that my start date is this. And now you're telling me it's supposed to be that. Either way, and now you've got... The guy who reports to you is telling me that it's the client's fault. You're telling me it's your fault 100%. So there's still, even even as you're trying to get me to reconsider my very wise decision to not move forward with this stupid role, even, even in this communication, you're not communicating with your team because I'm hearing the complete opposite of that from your direct report. No thanks. It's over. Good luck. Bye. Well, hopefully we, you know, we'll keep in touch and we can uh, work with you on some roles as they come in. Yeah, let's try. Let's try that. Let's see what happens. Let's work. I, I would love to work together with you guys on things because you've you've really not fucked up anything uh, with this one. So I'm sure you'll not fuck up anything with the future ones. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so that's the end of that. It's over, which is good. <laughs> Because it gives me a little extra time off. <laughs> Doesn't do much for the old bank account, but hey, that's not everything in life, right? Plenty of time to make money later. Uh, so that's done. And now it seems it seems like we are very, very, very close to something else popping up. More to come on that. Keep you posted. So that's how Tuesday went. Tuesday was not so fun. Tuesday felt like a work day. Tuesday was one of the most exhausting. I was, I, I have not, I don't remember the last time that I finished the, the, the day, the work day. Uh, because then I've, you know, I had uh, interviews to prepare for, for this morning, which I have now concluded, which is, and they went great. I'm very excited. Conversations that I really enjoyed. And I, boy, fingers crossed. I think we're, I think we're in good shape here. Hopefully, that's that's the case. But anyways, you know, so there was that. Had to prep. Had to do my usual thing. Uh, and I tell you what, I sat down on the couch. Cam was watching The Office. I I laid down on the couch, and I just, I guess I fell asleep. I don't know. I had I had zero. I had less than zero energy. It was amazing how exhausted I was compared to Monday where I was 
just bouncing around feeling so good. But that's that's what happens, right? Like something something happens to you that affects you mentally and that affects everything. Right? The emotional, the physical, the whole thing. Yesterday was a good example of that. Monday, I'm flying high, baby. Not in the same way that I was flying high on Saturday. <laughs> Different high. But Monday, it's just feeling good, man. Ordering pizza in the middle of the day on a Monday, letting the kids uh, take their little lunch break and come in and play some Mario Party. Have I talked about this? Let me talk about this. This is much more exciting than my work, uh, my crazy vortex of insanity that I seem to find myself in these last few months. Uh, Monday was the first day of just, uh, let's call it vacation. My first staycation. You know, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to, uh, this is going to be a separate file. Sit tight. When I say I take a break, I'm not even going to put music. You're not even going to notice. Just give me two seconds to take a drink of water. And then we're going to start a new topic. We're going to talk about how fun Monday was. Okay. Right here on birthday boy podcast. All right, so we talked about, what have we talked about today? We've talked about the end of, the end of my last job officially ended on Friday, a job where I just gave my notice with nothing lined up and said, I am done. <laughs> Stuff's going to work out for me, but I'm done. I then did in fact land something before my time expired with the previous role, said, okay, good, I can breathe a little sigh of relief. I've got something coming up that's going to start shortly after. It will give me a week to just relax, to not have to have any interviews, to not be screwed. That's the other thing. Any periods of unemployment that I've had, and I've had a few uh, in the last couple of years, there have been nothing that would resemble a week off or two weeks off or whatever the amount of time was. In 2018, I got laid off and had almost a month uh, before They found a project for me and brought me back. And it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very, very stressful. (laughs) It was was not a vacation by any stretch. Even though it was the middle of summer, it was like, oh, every day I'm driving back and forth to Boston, having interviews here, interviews there, Quincy, Boston, you name it, phone interviews all over the place, having interviews on the way to the interview. It was insane, insane, insane. And it all worked out. It's great. But there was no vacation to be had at all. You, you know the saying, finding a job is in itself a full-time job. Um, so, and of course, the other, the other saying is it's much easier to find a job when you have a job. As I found out during my, my month of unemployment back in August of 2018, when I, boy, I could get those interviews, man. And for some reason, they just went nowhere. <laughs> oh, man, it was a, yeah, anyway. 2018 was a terrible year from start to finish. There was really very little about 2018 that was particularly good. Uh, that was the Omaha year. Having to be out there was miserable. Grandmother died. That sucked. It was it was not fun. Not a fun time. Having the, that long month of unemployment was shitty. Uh, and then it's all, you know, like it always does, it works itself out. It's all good. And the year ended strong and, then you know, good. Just like this year. This year started out in a very uh, not fun sort of way. Didn't really enjoy it. Seems to be turning the corner. Okay, Q1, not so hot. 
Q2, I feel like, is going to be pretty good. Q3 and 4, hopefully, continues in that trend. In any event, Friday, last day of work. Saturday, told you about the bike, taking the bike, blah, 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 getting it all set up. In a couple weeks, it'll be ready to go. Nice new bike put together by professionals the way it should be. Going to the Nature's Remedies down the road to get my blueberry and my chocolate <laughs> candy candies. Uh, having, let's just say for me, five times the amount that I should have had because nothing was happening and I was getting impatient because that's what I do. I get impatient. That's a metaphor, really. Saturday is a metaphor for my whole life. I could have, I took the one little cube, my blueberry cube, and I could have just let that go and just waited patiently. Might have taken a little bit longer. But instead, what did I do? I said, eh, this, is, this isn't working. I'm impatient. Okay, maybe take one more. Not me. Not your old pal, the birthday boy. I take four more. And then we just, the two of us, the wife and I, sit on the couch like fools, giggling. I, I spent most of the night, while the kids were still awake, hiding under a blanket because I would just start, I would just think of something. I would just picture something happening. I forgot what it was exactly, but I pictured myself getting up and just and yelling something stupid. And and the thought of that made me laugh uncontrollably and then hide under, and I hide, hid under the blanket. And then putting the kids to bed and talking to the kids. And I can't even open my eyes. Well, I mean, I could. And having your own children <laughs> turn you and say like, wow, you got, you're really high right now, aren't you? No, no, yes, but no. And uh, yeah, but that's not the worst thing that happened this week. That I felt bad about that. I felt like, oh, God. And I was explaining. Unfortunately, I was high while I was doing it, but I was explaining to the kids and to Kim because we both felt bad. Like, I, what, what examples are we setting for the children? And I said to Kim, I said, it probably didn't come out as well as I, it did in my head. I said, look, there's a stigma with this stuff that because it was illegal for so long, you had to do it in secret, and that it's somehow, I said, how is this worse than if the two of us, like so many parents are doing every Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sitting around drinking, guzzling down wine and beer, you know, half of the Facebook pages, it's, uh, you know, it's these, you know, giant glasses of beer sitting around the fire pit with the kids playing in the background. I mean, that's that's somehow like that's the responsible way to parent versus having a piece of candy that makes you giggle, <laughs> knowing that we're not leaving the house or going anywhere that we're in for the night. I don't know. So I was explaining that. I said, it's just the stigma attached to this marijuana bullshit that people think like, oh, it was an illegal drug for so long and it's only in the last year or two that it's legal in a lot of these states. But it's still, oh, man, we're, I can't believe we're, we got high in front of the kids. Yeah, it's not a proud moment. It's not something I'm going to put on my dad of the year application. But I'm pretty proud that I've <laughs> I've never been, again, I haven't had a drink in two years. And a lot of that, I don't enjoy it. I don't like the hangovers. I don't like the way it just makes me lethargic and bloated and gross. 
I don't like the taste. I think the taste of beer is disgusting. Frankly, the taste of wine ain't so hot either. It's just a little bit smoother. I don't really like the taste of anything. A little scotch with some ice, okay. That's, you know, sometimes I think, hey, I could have a glass of that, but not to, not to such a great extent that I'm going out getting scotch right now. I don't really care. Um, but I haven't, you know, the kids haven't seen us, you know. God, I mean, who, who among us does not have childhood memories of our parents having a Christmas party or a summer barbecue or some kind of get-together and being completely shit-faced but we're too young to really understand what's going on. And we just see our parents, you know, laughing uncontrollably and, you know, <laughs> daddy's breath smells funny. <laughs> so like, okay. And, and, you know, be parents, let you have a little sip of beer and that kind of thing. That's somehow better than taking a blueberry, a blueberry pie cube, flavored weed cube and then just getting the giggles and not letting my kids come anywhere near the shit because uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, so whatever. Not a proud moment again, but, you know, nothing where anybody was in harm's way. And then the kids went to bed and we sat on the couch giggling all night like fools. And then we turned off the TV and went to bed and I had the best night of sleep that I've had in uh, months. At least according to Fitbit. According to my Fitbit, I had a good night of sleep. I, had a, I scored a 71 on my sleep score, which still, uh, st- still stinks, but it's better than, better than the recent uh, few months with just waking up at 4 in the morning in a cold sweat, staring at the wall in terror, wondering what fresh hell awaits me in just a few short hours. Or in the case of uh, Saturday, wondering what fresh hell awaits me in 48 hours that I'm now going to be thinking about for the next 48 hours instead of joining, enjoying these two days, a, a gift of two full days to do whatever I want. Instead, I'm you know letting, letting the stress and anxiety control me. So anyway, and then I'll tell you, on Sunday, I felt pretty good. I was a little, you know, felt pretty refreshed. A little groggy just because the weather changed. I, I get, you know, if the weather goes from hot to cold, cold to hot, sunny to cloudy, cloudy to rainy, blah, blah, blah. And that's what it was. A beautiful, clear, warm day on Saturday. And it was a cold, rainy day on Sunday. That was the thing that made me a little groggy. Other than that, great. Cam and I went for a long drive up to Lake Winnipesaukee just to drive around in the rain. We love taking rainy day car rides. And we listened to Lore podcast the whole time. It was a Fun. It was really nice. Stopped. I did stop at a, at a Cumberland Farms up there in Weir's Beach, up there Laconia Way, just up the road from the Fun Spot Arcade. Cam did not want to go into the Fun Spot Arcade and play video games, which was disappointing. But I get it because it's still a pandemic. And uh, anyway, we stopped at Cumbies, and <laughs> I realized, like, okay, maybe. Maybe there's still a little something here. Not to say that I'm still feeling the effects of yesterday, but there's there's something here because I bought combos. Cam got one little teeny tiny bag of Cheez-Its. I got a bag of combos. I got a bag of potato skins. I got a bag of Sour Patch Kids. I got Swedish fish. I grabbed a couple Cadbury eggs and some Reese's eggs, which I gave to the kids. And uh, the very friendly lad at the counter he took all this, I put everything up on the counter, and he's like, oh, somebody's got the munchies. 
And I said, who are you? What do you mean? I'm not high. How dare you? How dare you suggest that? Oh, you're just talking about because I'm hungry and buying a lot of food. You don't know anything about me. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we get the munchies. <laughs> who told you? Oh, oh, right. The snacks. Yes. So, and it's a long, you know, it's just like an hour, hour, hour and a half, hour drive up there, I guess. Hour and change. I hadn't eaten anything. And I didn't want to eat, like, <laughs> I didn't want to eat healthy food. So I just ate snacks and, you know, road food. Shit. The same stuff I would buy if I was on a long trip south or north or any any direction. I'd stop at the convenience store. You know, Wawa if we're going through Pennsylvania. Or Sheets. Or uh, what's the other one? What's the one with that? Uh, they sell that pecan log. I don't know. Uh, oh, man. I can't even think of it. Stuckies. Stucky. Sheets, Stucky, Wawa, 7-Eleven. <laughs> all the great, all the hits along the way. Or in this case, in New England, Cumbies. And uh, yeah, it's the same shit that I get on any road trip. Candy, salts, and sweets. And so I ate salts and sweets on the rest of the drive home. We listened to Lore Podcasts. That was a nice little Sunday. And then Monday was a gorgeous day. I got out of bed. The kids logged in for their school. I st- I have a second monitor from the previous job, a very nice HP Bang & Olufsen 24-inch really sharp-looking high-def monitor that they haven't they haven't asked for it back yet. So, hey, why don't I plug in the switch since uh, you know, the kids are occupying the other areas, the office area and the main living area. I don't want to distract them. But I've got this nice little monitor on my desk. I'm going to play some video games. So I plugged in. I play a little Mario 3D World, whatever the hell it's called. A little Bowser's Fury. I played some uh, played some Hades. I played some of that Link game that I got for Kim for Christmas that she hasn't touched because she's put in over 300 hours on Animal Crossing since December 25th. And she's not going to play any other Switch games. <laughs> I wasted my money getting Switch games for her that weren't Animal Crossing. Uh, so I played some of that, the, the top-down one, the Link's, Link's Awakening? I don't know what it's called, Link's something. It's got Link in it. It's that cool, it's, it, it's a lot like Link to the Past. Top-down, beautiful graphics, really nice, really cool 3D. Anyway, didn't play much, but I played a little bit, it was fun. Call of Juarez, a western shooty game that was on sale, played that. Then I put on some Mario Party. We have had Mario Party for the Switch for th- three years, four years, I don't know, whenever it came out. We got Mario Party. Have not played it. Nobody in this house has played it. Not even once. Kim and I used to play Mario Party on the N64 and all that stuff. GameCube all the time. Have not touched Mario Party on the Switch. Put it on and started playing it. Kaylin had a little break in between classes. Joined me. We played some mini games. I, I forced her. She didn't want to play it. She thought Mario Party would be stupid and boring. I said, you're going to have so much fun playing these little mini games. Wait till you see what fun you're going to have. Put it in. Played it for... 10, 15 minutes, and then it was back to class. I said, you have to complete some... In order to come in here and play any of these games, you have to finish an assignment, a full assignment, and submit it before you can come back. So that was the that was the incentive. Okay, finished the assignment, came in, played some Mario. Kalen's back in class. Cam's now on lunch break, so Cam came in. Hey, what's this game? Hey, grab a controller, let's play. Played some mini games. Cam goes, 
this is fun. What is this game called? I said, this is Mario Party. And Cam goes, oh my God, I didn't know this was what Mario Party was. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. We've been telling you. Then later that day, we played Mario Party in the evening when Kimmy was home. We had a family Mario Party. It was great. What a great day. I played some... I played something on the PlayStation. I don't even remember now. What was I playing? <sighs> Who knows? Oh, I played some of that Horizon Zero Dawn that I pick up and play once every nine months. That's a fun game. I don't love it. It's fun, though. It's it's fun enough. And uh, I don't know. We just... Boy, just a video game... Just video game mania on Monday. We ordered a pizza from Espresso Pizza, which is probably the best pizza in Nashua, which is not saying much. Most of the pizza in Nashua stinks. Espresso Pizza is quite good. Good as close to like the Italian New York style of pizza, otherwise known as pizza, that you can get in, in these here parts. Sopranos is a good pizza. Nashua House is a good Greek pizza if you're up for the Greek pizza. I'm not always up for it, but it's it's a very tasty tasty pizza that greek style uh and then the rest all kind of blow so i was happy to get espresso the kids love espresso they love the crust good you know it's not doesn't have a flop it's nice sturdy pizza good crust good good portions of cheese and sauce it's none of that sweet sauce that these new englanders love which i can't drives me crazy all these places you think oh yeah this is good even sopranos the italian place their sauce is kind of sweet, and espresso is not sweet sauce. It's just the regular good old pizza pizza sauce, marinara sauce, whatever you call it. So we had a pizza. We played video games. All I did nothing. I played video games and ate pizza. And then I, at one point, and then I made the mistake midway through the day. As I was going along, we were having a great time. Oh, yeah, when Kim came home from work, I, I put on some Bob Marley, and I was waiting at the door with my eyes squinting. And a dopey smile on my face to try and trick her. But I didn't trick her because you, you know, I just didn't. Because uh, I started laughing uncontrollably, but not in, the, not in, the, <laughs> not in that kind of way. Uh, so she didn't buy it for a second. Also, I mean, I would never do that in the middle of the school day. It's ridiculous. And then just show up on the kid's Zoom, just in my bathrobe, eating gummies. Uh, this is a heck of an idea, though. It would be funny. Wouldn't be good for me, but it would be funny wouldn't be good for the kids but it'd be funny outsiders might find it funny anyway so i made the mistake in the middle of monday i made the mistake of saying man this day is going so well i hope nothing ruins this day (laughs) why do i do those things i don't know but i do i i something's going well and i say I hope it stays like this. I hope this doesn't end. I like the way things are going. And then they always end, and they end in a spectacular way that makes me very upset. So the first thing, got I found out how much I owe in taxes, and it's a fun little amount that I will have to be paying off quarterly until January. But that's okay. I guess it's I guess I should be happy. I had we had the highest income last year during a global pandemic in 2020. My income was at an all-time high. Yay. Uh, unfortunately, my income is at a five-year low. So to get, to get that tax bill now <laughs> in between uh, paychecks, that's eh, not so fun. But whatever. Even that didn't ruin it. That was like, okay, whatever. 
I'll pay the quarterly, you know, I'll pay it in four installments, whatever, big deal. It's just money that I have to give to the government, which is, who doesn't like to do that? (sighs) Anyway, uh, that was nothing, though. What happened next was truly heartbreaking, which was, we were, I was just kind of lying in bed. Cam was playing the Switch. School was over. We were all just relaxing. Kimmy and Kaylin were out at the kitchen table having a snack. I don't know, doing homework, hanging out. Kaylin starts asking all kinds of questions about the goddamn Easter Bunny, which happens every year around Easter, the kids ask, and they say, what's, what's the deal with this Easter Bunny? There's Seriously, there's a bunny that comes in and just puts candy in a basket and goes to all the houses? We're like, yeah, Easter magic. Shut up. And then they're like, and the tooth fairy comes and takes teeth? This tooth fairy just goes around with a big wad of cash and takes teeth from kids and then replaces it with cash? Yeah, that's tooth fairy magic. Shut up, move on. Uh, By the way, any of the small uh, children believing in such things as a tooth fairy, Easter bunny, and Santa Claus out there, I want you to know there is such thing as tooth fairy magic, Easter magic, Christmas magic, holiday magic. There is magic in this world. And those things are very, very real. Having said that, mom and dad, if you could please escort your children out of the room for this next thing that I'm about to say. Why your children are listening to this, I have no idea. But escort them out of the room. Very good, very good. Having said that, obviously there's no fucking Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, or Santa Claus. And the kids oftentimes question that, especially as they get older, as we all do. I was 11 when I officially figured it out and set up a video camera to try and tape Santa Claus. And there was no Santa Claus on the videotape. I think what happened was my dad had to crawl on the floor (laughs) very precariously, walk along the edge of the couch against the wall to turn off the, uh, the recording of the tape. And I think he jingled some bells and then put all of our Christmas presents on the dining room table because I would dare try to catch Santa. The real joke was that when I came into the dining room table, this was Christmas morning when I was in fifth grade. I was 11. I set up the video camera on Christmas Eve to tape Santa. There was no Santa on the videotape. There was nothing. And then when we came down, there was also nothing under the tree. And my sister started screaming at me, you fuck, you fucking idiot, you fucking, you, you ruined it, you fucked us. And then there was, there was a note, and then we had to go in in the dining room, and all our Christmas presents were on the dining room table. Which I realized later was, oh, because my dad had to put all the presents out under the tree, and didn't, I think what happened was he let the tape just run out. I mean, you only get, what, two hours on those tapes, and I was such a genius, I thought, oh, Santa will definitely come in during this window of time. I think he let the tape run out, so instead of being caught on tape, he just put all the presents on the dining room table, and that was also to teach us a lesson. Don't try to get facts, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the lesson was. Don't tape Santa. Don't fuck with Santa. What I <laughs> what I didn't realize, when I walked into the dining room table and saw how crappy the presents were, I thought, oh, this must be a joke too. And the real, real Christmas presents are in another room somewhere. All the Ninja Turtle toys and video games that I asked for surely are in a different location. 
And then I realized quickly, oh, no, this is Chris, This is the Christmas present. Not to complain, I got Mega Man 2 from Santa, and I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game for Nintendo from my grandparents. So those were really the two big things that I wanted. But I had asked, my only list, everything I asked for was Ninja Turtles. Turtles, toys, play sets, action figures, toys. So I walked in the dining room table and I saw that I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles socks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle undies, Ninja Turtle ski goggles, <laughs> Ninja Turtle winter hat, Turtle, like all these Ninja Turtle things, and a, you know, a chocolate Santa and Mega Man 2. And I thought, well, this, this does not, uh, this won't suffice. Where's the rest of it? Where the hell? I was like uh, Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Last year, I had 12 presents. This year, only... <laughs> Last year, I had 20, only 19 presents. Well, what the fuck? Uh, it was all good, though, because I spent the whole vacation playing Ninja Turtles and Mega Man in the basement, which is what I would have done even if I had gotten all those other action figures. So it was, it was a great Christmas. But I did, I will admit, when I saw the... When I saw the spread on the table in the dining room, I said, whoa, uh, Santa's still messing with us. Surely the, surely the real gifts are somewhere else in the house. It's a scavenger hunt. That's it. The big presents are elsewhere. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that's how I found out. And I, I don't even think anybody actually told us. Nobody actually said, like, okay, the jig is up. You got us. There's no Santa. I think I just kind of was like, all right, well, that... That didn't really answer anything. There's probably no Santa. And then I just really didn't give a shit. And then next year I was in sixth grade and I got my MC Hammer CD and my boombox. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> with these kids, every year, once in a while, you know, around Easter, or when the tooth fairy time comes, it's like, really? There's a fairy who brings money and it takes our teeth. And then there's a rabbit who just hops, in <laughs> hops into the house and leaves candy and toys. And then, the, and then this fat guy comes from the North Pole and he leaves a bunch of shit and it comes down the chimney. And then, yeah, yeah, it's magic. It's Christmas magic. I will, I will tell you that I've always, when my kids were babies, I didn't know what to do. Because I, as I've told you, I am an open book with my children. When I, op- when I popped open the little vial with gummies on Saturday, I told my kids, this is what I'm doing I want you to know so there's no surprises if daddy gets a little silly and starts just giggling. I just want you to be ready. It's no big deal. Nothing crazy is going to happen to me. I'm just going to get a little giddy perhaps in a couple of hours. And I did. And they were ready for it. Just totally honest. I've been honest about everything that I've done. They don't. They know everything. I love the – this goes back to the late John Turgeon who had such an open, honest relationship with his kids. They talked about everything – you know, sex stuff, everything. And I said, that's the way to do it. That's how I need to be. But even before Turgeon, I felt the same way. And as such, I, I really thought when my, my first child was born, I said, ah, man, I, I don't know how I feel about all these fucking holiday goons who come, you know, sneaking into our house to bring stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that because it's, a, it's really... When you strip it all down, you're just, you're just lying. It's just a big fucking lie. But then I thought about it and I said, you know, I don't, I don't have any ill will against, towards my parents. I, I think back of my childhood fondly and I say, I, 
I love that. I love those. I still, I think of that feeling of lying in bed on Christmas Eve with my little candle plugged in on my window and Christmas music playing on the radio and I couldn't sleep and my, I just am beyond excited wondering what Santa's going to bring. That didn't ruin, finding out the truth didn't ruin that for me. And I thought, what's worse? Is it, and I don't know the answer to this. I, I don't know. There's, there is no right or wrong answer, maybe. Is it worse to, to lie to your children about a f- holiday fat man who brings toys and candy? And then, you know, or is it worse to rob them of that fun childhood experience of having the belief in a fat man that brings toys and candy and a bunny that brings toys and candy and a fairy who brings money in exchange for teeth? <laughs> uh, you know, and a leper, we did the leprechaun, we would set up leprechaun traps and Kimmy would do all these elaborate, you know, the lucky charms and little leprechaun footprints in the, you know, the to- put little green food dye in the toilet and little footprints that looked like the leprechaun stood and took a piss in the toilet and lucky charms on the kitchen counter and the leprechaun trap was empty and all, you know, that's fun. That's fun. And, uh, so anyways, so I, I always struggled with that, but I, I, you know, it's tough because you do want your kids to trust you on anything. And you are literally setting them up from day one to not be able to trust you. And that's a, that's really tough for me. That's probably tough for a lot of people. But I said, I, am I going to feel worse about this or am I going to feel worse about not giving my kid the same childhood memories and experiences that I had? I don't know. You can't, you'll never know, right? Because you can, you can't, you can only do one and not the other. So, all right. Uh, so anyways, so, so every year they ask about the, they, you know, in, in more recent years, like, what's the deal? What's up with this guy? He brings shit. Yeah, it's magic. Enough. And that's all I say. I'm just like, it's magic. And then I say something along the lines of, do you think that we could really afford all this shit that he brings, that Santa brings you? Do you think, like, in addition to the gifts that we get for you, that we can just go out and buy all this extra stuff? We can't. Okay. Good point. So Monday, the youngest child and the wife are sitting at the table. And... (laughs) The youngest child starts grilling the wife about the bunny because Easter's in a few days. So what's, the, what's up with this guy? He's a bunny and he comes into the house and he just drops off jelly beans and Reese's eggs and some toys and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kim just decided, hey, let's go, let's go talk to dad. I'm not really sure what the conversation was, but the next thing I know, I'm sitting there with my oldest playing Mario Party in, in the bedroom and then the wife and youngest child walk in and the conversation starts up again. So is the Easter bunny real? I just look without, th- it's automatic for me. Cause I just, every year for the last several years, I say to myself, I wonder if this is the last one. Is this the last Christmas where they believe? Is this the last Halloween where we go trick or treating together as a family? Are they not going to want to do it next year? So, that's really tough for me. <laughs> Not to say it's obviously tough for probably most parents. It is extraordinarily difficult for me. I I will be devastated. Not even going to hide it. I will be full on devastated when that year comes that we're not going out as a family trick or treating. I'm getting emotional even saying that. Which is why even in the pandemic we went trick or treating. Which is why the year before we went trick or treating in Boston on Halloween, and then did trick or treating two nights later, 
at our, our usual trick-or-treating spot because the the weather on Halloween night, it was too fucking 75 degrees and windy, and they canceled, they postponed trick-or-treating to Saturday when it was like 35 degrees and freezing and also very windy. So we went and got a nice Boston trick-or-treating at Beacon Hill, which is amazing, and then did our, did our neighborhood trick-or-treating because I said, I don't know how many more of these left. Why wouldn't I go? You could do two trick-or-treatings this year. Yeah, let's do it because this ain't going to last much longer. We've got maybe a couple years left. I savor that shit. And just like just like every Christmas, I savor the fact that I can I can write a note and print it up with the nice, you know, a nice font with the cursive roll it up in this nice paper, this Christmas paper that Kimmy has specifically just for Christmas. Eat the cookies, eat, drink the milk, leave all that stuff out. Go to great lengths to uh, leave for the airport to go to North Carolina, and one of us, you, well, not one of us, Kim, runs back into the house and says, oh, I forgot something. I just got to go to the bathroom real quick. And in about 30 seconds is able to set up all of the Christmas presents under the tree so that when we return, after spending Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in North Carolina with the family, when we return a few days later, we walk through the door and there's the Christmas presents left by Santa. And also transporting Christmas presents, the whole logist- logistics of getting Christmas in two different locations and having it be seamless is, uh, you know, it's quite the challenge, but it's like, man, you know, we don't get to, it's so fun to create this, to create this magic, Right. And to have, if we're in Charlotte, we have a note from Santa that gets to Charlotte and some presents under the tree. And then we come back and there's the rest of the presents are always waiting as soon as we walk in the door. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's one of the real highlights of being a parent, and there are, of which there are many. And being able to, you know, make something magical for your kids is pretty great. Which is why at the end of the day I said, you know what, <sighs> if there's one lie I'm going to tell to my kids, this is going to be the one. So anyway, so we're, <laughs> so we're sitting there and Kimmy's just, uh, she's kind of smirking and looking at me. I'm like, what are you, what are you looking at me for? And the kids are like, why is mommy looking like that? Is there an Easter bunny? Is there a Santa Claus? And then Kimmy just starts like laughing. I'm like, I don't know why you're laughing. There is, it's called holiday magic. God damn it. Let's get back to Mario party. And then, uh, and then Kaylin and Cam were both like, there really isn't, is there? It's just you guys. It's gotta be. We've been talking about this for years. There's no bunny. It's just you guys giving us candy. There's no Santa. It's just you guys giving us toys. And like, uh, and then I, I made the stupid mistake. I said, what do you believe? And then they were like, well, that answers that. It's definitely you guys. <laughs> so I was the idiot who ultimately, yeah, even though Kim was kind of chuckling and giving me the side eye, like, come on, let's just tell them. I'm like, no, no. So anyways, so then as I'm I'm sitting there blinded by the cold sting of my own tears, uh, the kids are, you know, they're like, okay, it's no big deal. We're still going to get presents though, right? Like, yeah, you'll get even more presents if you pretend like this day didn't happen and you just keep believing in Santa Claus or pretending to believe in Santa Claus. So, but then the worst thing. The worst thing was, and Kaylin was like, okay, whatever. As long as we get presents, I don't care. And Cam was like, yeah. Cam goes, oh, Cam goes, well, the only thing was, I, I really, I really never, you know, I always believed in Santa until like just a couple of seconds ago. And Cam, oh, they said, the reason is 
Because all those years when I would think about it and say, like, there's no way that Santa's a real thing. Flying on a sleigh, all those houses across the world and giving presents to every kid. And, like, that just seems preposterous. But then I would think, dad would never lie to me. Mom and dad, would they've never lied to me. Why would they lie about this? And so I trusted that it was real. And that's when I fucking, I just, yeah, my heart just split into a thousand pieces and I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is the sentence I've always dreaded hearing was to hear one of my children say, I believed in Santa because I had no reason not to because I have no, I've never been given any reason to not trust my parents. <laughs> oh, man. And now I know that I officially have one reason because you have been lying to us for 11 years about this magical creature, several magical creatures who deliver things for whatever reason. So, I mean, when you think about it, the only one that really makes any sense is a tooth fairy. Cause like, you know, tea, you're giving the tooth fairy something. I mean, you're giving Santa cookies, a carrot for the reindeer milk. You, maybe you leave a carrot for the Easter bunny. It's like, well, that's not, you know, that's not a substantial form of currency. I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? At least the tooth fairy is taking a tooth, maybe, maybe teeth, maybe those pearly white bones, are, are some kind of currency in Tooth Fairy Land. So you could, that's almost a plausible thing. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, it's shattered. It's over. No more. No more magic. It's done. I think it's just time to have some more kids. I think that's all. Just to, just to have this never end. Because it was officially a very depressing moment. I felt war, I felt a million times as bad as I felt about. <laughs> about being somewhat high in front of my kids on Saturday. It paled into comparison to how bad I felt with how the old Santa Easter Bunny Tooth Fairy reveal went on uh, on Monday. In fairness, though, the Tooth Fairy, I did tell my kids years ago. We were still in North Carolina. We were sitting at breakfast one morning, and Cam asked, so is the tooth, Cam was maybe five, four or five years old, and Cam asked me, so is the Tooth Fairy real? And I just straight up, because I was like, I, I can't lie to these kids. I said, no. I said, it's, it's, it's me and mom. It, we, we leave the money for you, and we just, we just put your teeth someplace safe. Oh, okay. And then it just must have been something that they, they both decided to just block out of their memories, because after that, we would do the tooth fairy thing, and they, yeah, it's just funny. I don't know. Power of suggestion or something? I, I don't really know. But anyway, so I did I did come clean on the tooth fairy years ago. They just chose not to accept it. So but I, you know, this is the opportunity though. The good thing that comes out of this is you can say to your kids, okay, now so sure, the illusion, the Santa Claus thing, that illusion has been shattered. You know the you know the real deal, you know the scoop. Having said that, you now also know, and I this is what I said to the kids. I said you know, when I officially found out, which I don't, you know, some, somewhere around that Christmas that I just mentioned, fifth grade, I didn't say, oh, my parents have lied to me all this time. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. Now I know who was up all night putting together those toys and setting up those games and setting up this perfect Christmas every year. We would come out early in the morning and, 
you know, toys were out of boxes and put together so that we could just dive right in and play with all of our things. And, you know, now the kids know, hey, look at the great lengths that we've gone to, 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 uh, to make sure, yeah, going to, going to a different state and having Christmas concurrently exist, that Santa is delivering presents to both of those areas without slipping up in any way. And, uh, you know, those two nice, uh, that ice cream truck and that ambulance toy that were not available anywhere on the East Coast, that are Target exclusives and weren't available in any Target anywhere except someplace two hours away up in uh, Bumblefuck, New Hampshire, that your old dad drove to leaving the house at 6 o'clock on, on the night before Thanksgiving last year, driving, at whatever, an hour and a half, I think, to get there, picking up the thing, putting it in the car, and then driving all the way home and getting back by, I don't know, 10 o'clock or so, 10, 10.30, just to make sure that you, ha- you know, you, you start to realize, I said, listen, hopefully you'll, the takeaway from this won't be that your parents are a bunch of liars, but your takeaway will be that, hey, we've really, we've really gone to pretty great lengths to make sure you guys have had perfect Christmases all these years. All those times where you were saying like, hey, boy, this is a really nice toy. It's a good thing Santa brought this. This is probably really expensive. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. That's that was that. But it didn't fully ruin Monday. We went we got back to playing video games and like I said, we had Mario Party. We had a good little time. Tuesday was terrible. Wednesday seems to be going in a good direction. I really do believe I had a good couple of conversations this morning. The previous role that was supposed to start, that's out of here. That's for the best. The new role. Hopefully I will be hearing good news. Hopefully before the end of the day today. And you get to hear it all sort of sort of kind of in real time here on the old birthday boy podcast and let me see here trying to yeah the only other thing i wanted to tell you about because then i'm gonna go i got i got video games to play man uh i was i've been watching as i mentioned i've been watching so much seinfeld it's just that's i go to the the things that i know will make me laugh the things i know will make me smile make me happy when i'm in a bad place that's where i go and seinfeld is one of the first things kirby enthusiasm seinfeld handful of the office there's some stuff that I, that are some go-tos old wrestling matches from the 90s <laughs> some some stuff that will just cheer me up in my in my darkest of hours uh so i've been watching a ton of seinfeld and i god i had forgotten about this my sweet, lovely, wonderful grandparents, who are also Seinfeld fans, big Seinfeld fans, big Seinfeld fans. Big, big Stein's gotta have a calzone, Costanza Paisano's calzone. Uh, if, uh, my grandparents, when I was a teenager, many of you know the Seinfeld episode called The Contest. And to get around having to actually say, that they're having a contest about who can go the longest without jerking off, they would use the euphemism, master of my domain. So they put a bunch of money, Jerry, George, Kramer, Elaine, had a contest to see who could go the longest without doing that. And they had very clever ways that they wrote into the thing to never actually say what the thing was, but there was no way you didn't know. 
even when I was, I don't know, 13 when that episode aired or something, I'm, I'm still master of my domain. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then somebody would, Kramer would come in, he would put money on the table. I'm out. And then, you know, just hilarity would ensue. And the whole, the whole line that kept being repeated throughout the episode was, master of, are you master of your domain? I'm still master of my domain. Which meant I have not yet <laughs> masturbated. Uh, one year for, I think it was for my birthday. I don't know, 15th birthday, 16th birthday, something like that. In the mid, <laughs> in the mid nineties, my grandparents had, uh, recently come back from a, a nice little day trip or a weekend or something in, in the city. And they loved going to the NBC. They love going to NBC, going to 30 rock, doing the tour, you know, the NBC tour, they had a little, they had one of those rides that you could go on where it was like a, it was a green screen and it was like you were, you know, Conan O'Brien used to do that, that green screen thing where he had the traveling desk and he would just drive around and NBC had an attraction where you could sit and do that with, you know, Conan's driving and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. They love, they love doing cool, you know, fun things like that. My grandmother loved Conan, Carson, all those guys. Anyways. Uh, so they picked up from the gift shop down there at NBC, uh, (laughs) they picked up a Seinfeld t-shirt and gave it to me for my birthday. And it just, you know, had the Seinfeld logo and it just said master of my domain. (laughs) I opened the shirt at like the family birthday dinner for me. And, uh, you know, my friends are there, family's there. I don't know. Grandparents, obviously the whole gang's there. And I open up this t-shirt and it's a Seinfeld shirt, and it says "Master of My Domain," and I just started laughing. I said, "That's so great! That is so awesome!" And they were they were a little taken aback with how much I loved the present, and I just thought it was so funny, and it was so fantastic. And then my grandparents left, and later on that night, I was talking to my parents, and uh, I said, "I still can't believe," and I, my friends were there too. I believe Nate and Joe were there, and we were just like, "I can't believe your grandparents got you that shirt." I'm like, "Yeah, it's so funny." My parents were like, "What? what's so funny? I'm like, master of my domain, the t-shirt, master of my domain. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know that's from the Seinfeld episode. Like, yeah, Seinfeld, master of my domain. I'm like, but do you remember the episode that it's from? No. Oh, well, it's the contest. And then I explained and they, instantly my parents were like, oh my God, that's right, the contest, master of my domain. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do you think grandma and grandpa know this? Like, they're such big Seinfeld fans. I just assumed that they, knowing that I'm a just a young, a teen, <laughs> who's, uh, you know, who's in the process of mastering his domain, <laughs> do you think that they know what this is a reference to? Well, turns out, no, they do not. They have no idea. Because then the week later... We were at him at, you know, family dinner. We would go to the Edison Club and get uh, dinner once a month because you had to, there was a minimum required amount that you had to spend uh, either at the pro shop or the whatever. It's, it's crazy. So, but it was nice for me because it meant like at least once a month we were going to have a nice Sunday dinner at the, at the nice little uh, Edison Club with the grandparents. I could get my favorite cheeseburger. Anyway, so we were there and we're in the dining room. <laughs> at the Edison club and my grandpa he pulls me aside. Like he pulls me like into the coat check room or something. <laughs> and he goes, let me talk to you for a second. And his, his old, uh, 
kind of Midwestern Southern drawl. Johnny, let me talk to you for a sec. That t-shirt we got you, that Seinfeld t-shirt, does that have... (laughs) I can't even say it. He goes, does that have connotations to masturbation? And I said, oh, and then the gift is ruined because now I have to hear my grandfather say masturbation. <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him like, yes, <laughs> I thought you knew that because you guys watch Seinfeld every Thursday at nine on NBC. Must see TV. <laughs> uh, no, they did not. They had for whatever. Either they went over their heads or they had forgotten that that was the episode that Master of My Domain is in reference to. They just thought it would be a a shirt that I could wear when I was in my bedroom watching TV, playing video games, you know, being master of my my domain, which just meant like, hey, look at me. I'm Johnny, I'm sitting in my bedroom, I'm 15 years old and I'm master of my domain. (laughs) <laughs> and so then my grandpa's like he's like i had no idea i had no idea um and and then he was like we'll take the t-shirt back we'll go i'm like no 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 that's the gift you gave to me and i love it and it's hilarious and i'm keeping it and he's like are you sure you sure you don't want a different gift yeah i'm positive do not get me a different Seinfeld t-shirt. This is the Seinfeld t-shirt for me. Please don't make me go into any further details, Grandpa, but this t-shirt is uh, is applicable <laughs> um, to, a, to a young teenage boy. And uh, yeah, okay. So it made me feel a little bit better. Like, okay, so my, my grandparents did not deliberately get me a jerking off t-shirt from, Sein- from the Seinfeld store. <laughs> But they still got me a t-shirt about jerking off from the Seinfeld store or the NBC store. And I loved it. But I was just thinking about that the other day. Oh, my God. Johnny? <laughs> hey, Fred. You want some root beer? Uh, that's, that's my grandpa. That's what I say every time. We always, we always have a bottle of root beer in the fridge because, A, it's the best soda. All the other soda is trash. Root beer is, is the best. Orange soda is good from time to time but root beer that's the only soda for me i like ginger ale too i've become quite a quite a fan of ginger ale over the years i like the non-caffeinated sodas so that's why i don't touch the orange soda it's just too much the root beer love the root beer love the ginger ale dr pepper is okay but anyways we always have a we we always have a two liter root beer in the back of the fridge just as my grandpa did and i would go over there and i would mow their lawn and then at the end of a Hard day's work of mowing that horrible, horrible lawn that was always somehow a million miles longer than it seemed when you just stood in the driveway and looked at it and it didn't seem so bad. And then once you start pushing a mower around the property, you say, this will never end. I will die here doing this because it's unending. And I would get to the end. My grandpa would give me the money. And then I would come into the kitchen and he would say, because he called everybody Fred. He called me Fred. He called my sister Amos. But he would, you know, call it, hey, hey, Fred, do you want some root beer? Got a fresh root beer for you in the fridge. 
<laughs> and then I would, of course, I'm not going to turn down root beer. So I would sit. My grandma would make me a hot dog. I'd sit and eat a hot dogs and root beer with my grandparents. How does life get any better than that? And then being me being me, I would sit there and say, they're both going to die someday. <laughs> because I don't allow myself to enjoy even a goddamn hot dog and a root beer with my grandparents. I don't allow myself to enjoy it. So that's fun. Oh, man, it's good memories, though. Say, Fred, you want some root beer? All right, uh, that's going to do it. I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. It's been a lot. I'm going to keep you posted. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a podcast tomorrow, a little bonus. We'll see how things go. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm just on the, I'm on the verge of becoming a, a soon-to-be employed fellow yet again uh, after turning down a job. That's, that's what I do. I leave a job with nothing lined up. I get a job. And then I turned down that job because they slightly irked me with their poor communication. I just flat down, flat out say, no, turn the, it's over. You're done. You fucked up. And you need to learn your life. That's the thing. I love when people learn their lessons. These people won't learn their lessons, but I, I love to at least, uh, I want this to resonate with everybody. Don't fucking fuck shit up. If there's a start date that needs to be communicated, communicate it. Otherwise, people like Johnny Boy are going to walk the fuck out of there because I know a bad scene when I see it. I'm not stupid. It's not my first rodeo. I know how this shit's going to go. I can see in the crystal ball. I'm always right. So bye-bye. So there we go. I, I left a job on Friday. I left a job yesterday that hadn't even started. And uh, hopefully... I'll be finding out some good news very soon, and that will put me, well, that will put me in a good spot to, uh, to have another week to enjoy doing whatever the hell it is that I've been doing for these last few days. Ah, yes, indeed. But I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling great. I'm in such a good, I'm in good spirits. I woke up Sunday, and I just felt fantastic. I thought to myself, I feel so happy right now. I legitimately am happy. Monday, happy. The sun's shining. It's a Monday. My own kids are in school. My wife's at work. Everybody's working. Everybody's doing something. I'm playing Mario Party and Mario's 3D World. That's a great day for me. I love it. I have a few more of those uh, still to come. I just, I know that I do. And then it'll be back to the grind and, uh, you know, we'll see. And then the Crybaby podcast will return. <laughs> As some like to say. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. So, it's good. Feeling good. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Positivity. You know the deal. Kindness. You know the deal. And that's it. I'm out of here. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. What a crazy week it's been. And who knows what's to come. Stay tuned. For more on the next episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast, who knows what I'll have to say. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Later, Gators.
Did you say peens boostin'? Pee pee booster. Pee pee booster. Pee 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 booster. Pee pee booster. Pee pee booster. Kiki Brewster. Pee pee. Pee 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 Brewster. You said that. yeah. Pee pee Brewster. Am I? Am I saying it wrong? Am I saying it differently? Is it? It's P.P. Brewster. Okay. P.P. Brewster. Oh. Huh? Well, you looked like you were ready to say something. Well. Okay. Can't win them all. I feel like my shape of my neck is like a buzzard right now. Am I? Am I like a hunchback? No. Am I any... My head's sinking in? That's exactly what I'm feeling. I don't know if it's just gravity or... Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like somebody's stomping on my head and it's just I can't... Oh, it's, I don't know. I was so exhausted before this. So I wonder how much, what kind of a role does that play? Let's see. If you're, if you're tired ahead of time, and you have one of those uh, Chiba chocolates. Or, 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 Chiba chocolates, right? Is that what it's called? Chiba 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 chocolate. Chiba what? I don't know. I, no, I um, I think it's called Chibachu. Okay. Chibachu chocolate. Who's that? Emin Oaks? <laughs> That's what you said before. Oh, that yes, because it's 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 Punky Brewster. <laughs> Punky, Punky, Punky John Johnson. John Johnson. Punky John Johnson. <laughs> Do you remember that one email that I showed you that I was gonna sign it? <laughs> just like to, when I was just starting, I sent this email. <laughs> I was gonna sign all my emails as Ron John. <laughs> Here's the agenda for Thursday's meeting. Regards, Ron John. <laughs> She's hosting? Mm-hmm. Who's the musical guest? <laughs> Hyman? Brinkle? I said, I said, what is was like, Punkin Johnson. His name was like Hebe That's not even, you're just saying similar words. Honkin Johnson and Hebe Jeebie, all that shit. What are we, Punkin? That's PB Lewis. That's where I'm going. That's from A to B. Uh, I don't. I don't know what this monologue is supposed to be. Yeah, it seems. It seems absurd. They've had a month, and this is it. I don't know. Gross. 
That's gross. Yeah, it was gross in that movie. And that's a gross reference on this uh, bit here on Saturday Night Live. What? What the hell is this? I want like, I know we're the. I know we're considered old timers. We're the only two assholes over the age of probably twenty that watches Saturday Night Live. But I guess that's really my point. Who does watch it? What's is it? College kids. I fucking I know you do because I can look to the left and see that I'm just there's a bunch of people I can't see and they're watching I I, I can I can they can't see me I can see them who the three people that, they're performing of course they're I mean you can't like watch yourself what is this uh, Jimmy John's Fish is back at Jimmy John's. Maya's burger. What the hell, fuck? What the hell, fuck? <laughs> what the? What the hell, fuck is this? Vista print. What Vista print? What the fuck was Vista print? There's fish. I thought it was a Long John Silver's snapper commercial or something. It was for Vista Print? For papers, prints. For, for, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Died. In the laundry? In that tree. Cause he didn't want to come down. Wash his pants. He chose death. Oh my god. It's, it's amazing how quickly these thoughts zoom through my head and into yours. And then, oh. what, 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 what? I, I didn't. Oh no, no! I thought that several times, but I think I just peed my pants instead. <laughs> oh, that's a relief. For a second, I thought it was milk from my cereal bowl. I just, I just pissed my, myself. <laughs> oh man. Fauci. Baba Booey. Do you think I could slurp this milk? <laughs> Without. I don't know if I can. I, I said that as a lark, but I. Uh, Mmm. That's pretty good. Uh, it's good. It's so bad for me. Cereal. Fucking Fruit Loops at 11.30. At night. It's bad. 
bad, bad business, man. Chicken gonna mess you up, man. Real bad. Mess you up real bad. <laughs> I remember Kenny Rogers roaster. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think it's gonna be a while before we see a funny sketch. This guy, Mikey J, is like fine, but he gets a lot of screen time, man. <laughs> Mickey J, Mickey J, Mickey J, Mickey, Mikey, Mikey Day, Mikey Day, Mikey, Mick Day, Mick Donald, McDowell's, right, McDowell's, and coming to America, McDowell, yes, yeah, it's McDowell's. Uh. Let's start with, uh, with this one right here. Okay, all right, let's do it. What's the, uh, no, 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 you're, you're way out of line. No. Is this what Beyonce's doing, like, chili cook-off or something in this sketch? Yeah. With a meatball? Eating meat. Eating hot meatballs. Hot meatball. Hot, hot. So what's the, what's the premise here? What's the... It's, that's supposed to be Beyonce, though. Yes. Or I thought he's maybe he said he said Solange. Oh. Well, if you say so. I don't. I don't know. I'll tell you. I tell you. I tell you. You think you got problems? I talk my wife's kid into dressing up like a girl and playing with me. <laughs> Get out of here, you pervert! Ah oh, man, they don't make them like that anymore. Ladybugs, what a, what a film! What a, what a cinematic. No, no, the movie. They don't make them like that anymore. Ladybugs, the movie. And then. You don't get. I mean, you. They're not making Rodney Dangerfield movies anymore. So it's uh, it's nice to go back in time and see. Gotta get back in time. Gotta get back in time. Okay, so she's she's hosting a, a jar of chili cook-off barbecue. She's hosting a jar of chili. <laughs> a jar of chili. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, it's about the notes that aren't played in jazz and in comedy. Squeeze up! Squeeze up! This wang is working? Is that what she said? This wang is working? Uh, okay. Alright. 